0: The Live to Shoot Podcast. I'm Jeff Dowdle and I've been a licensed firearm dealer for 13 years. I'm passionate about supporting our Second Amendment rights, and in this podcast I'll talk about all those things related to the Second Amendment, as well as I might slip in a sports story or a movie update as well. Well this is episode forty of the live to shoot podcast, and uh, thank you for listening. As I've been updating you over the last few weeks, my Dallas Stars are still in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's been exciting. It almost came to an end, but they did pull out a victory last night, a, uh, in the second overtime, that has now at least pushed the series to a game six on Monday. They, it Things are uh, still tenuous. Uh, the Lightning are an extremely good team, and... Probably are the better team in this case, but we will see how things things pan out. And then last week, you know, I'm a Cowboys fan as well. And if you saw the Cowboy game last night, last week, you it, you saw a crazy one. And uh, in fact, I've got it recorded. I'm going to go watch the last four or five minutes of it again this afternoon before they, they play Seattle at three o'clock uh, central time. So, that's going to be my day. We're going heading off to church here in just a little bit, and then settling in, finishing up this podcast, and then settling in and watching the Cowboy game. <clears throat> so, we'll see. It's a beautiful Sunday morning here. I did kill me another armadillo this week, so I had a shot at one last night, but did not. Uh, he he sensed me just as I stepped out and saw him and and ran off. So I did not get a good shot at him. So I am still on the hunt for all the arm deals that are tearing up my yard. Well, again, this has been a big week. You know, last week we talked about the the death of Ruth Bader Ginsburg and what that's going to mean. And uh, yesterday we did get President Trump's nomination of of Amy Coney Barrett to fill the seat of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And so exactly who is Amy Coney Barrett? Well, she is 48 years old. She uh, grew up outside of New Orleans in in Monterey, Louisiana. She got her undergraduate um, from Rhodes College, and then she got her law degree at Notre Dame where she uh, graduated first in her class. She's been married to her husband, Jesse, since 1999. They have seven children, of which two are adopted from Haiti. She is a practicing Catholic, and we will talk about a little bit about that. And they currently do live in South Bend, Indiana. She clerked for the late Justin S- Scalia. <laughs> tough to say, from 1998 to 1999. And she's been very vocal about the importance of and influence he's had on her life, her judicial opinions and career and approach to the law. She spent um, a few years after that as a practicing litigator and then she moved into academia. She taught federal courts, constitutional law and statutory interpretation at uh, Notre Dame. She became a professor, a full professor in 2010 and then was been named the Distinguished Professor of the Year three times. President Trump nominated her in May May 8, 2017 for the Seventh Circuit, and she received bipartisan support. At her confirmation hearing, she had 450 of her former students signed a letter to the Judiciary Committee telling senators that Ms. Barrett was supremely qualified. also receiving support from her Notre Dame colleagues, who stated that she had a wide range of political views, but they were all united in their judgment of Amy. As a judge, she has been described as a champion of originalism. Now, her legal career has been a little short. She's limited on um, what her uh, rulings and writings have been, since she's only been on the court since 2017. That, you know, from a Confirmation hearing, that does not mean anything. Justice Roberts had limited uh, time on the court. Justice Kagan was not a judge at all prior to being uh, nominated for the court. So you do not have to be a judge. You don't even have to be a lawyer, I believe, to be on the Supreme Court. But obviously, historically, that has been the case. So she's dealt with a few cases, and as it pertains to this podcast, you know she has stated that she is an originalist. She again looks to Anton Scalia for her her a lot of her opinions. And so that does bode well for those of us that support the Second Amendment. Uh, the one case that she did have on the appeals court that pertained to the Second Amendment was where she wrote a dissenting opinion in uh, Cantor versus Barr. Uh, the plaintiff in this case had argued that the federal and state laws that prohibited people convicted of felonies from having guns violated his Second Amendment right. Uh, he had been convicted of some white collar crime. And was suing to be able to possess uh, firearms, and she said that the country, that she, in her dissenting opinion, she stated that the country's founding legislatures took away the gun rights of people who were believed to be dangerous. She argued that the laws are too broad because they ban people from having guns without any evidence that they pose a risk. But she also stressed that the Second Amendment confers an individual right intimately connected with the natural right of self-defense and not limited to civic participation. So this does, you know, pose uh, very positively for us, uh, especially the fact that she does believe that it was an individual right that she's looking to what the founders actually had intended when they wrote the Second Amendment so as it pertains to that you know you know you can never predict judge Roberts justice Roberts has shown that you can't really determine ahead of time what a justice how they may rule. But the one thing that is, in my opinion, it, it is a strong favor for for Miss Barrett, and it's the one thing that's driving the left crazy is her religious faith. They are she is a strong Catholic, practicing Catholic. You know, she's got she's, uh, got seven children, five uh, that are her own and two adopted. So, and she is a, you know an independent woman, mother. And, but she has been criticized for her, her faith, and that the primary reason is that the left um, is concerned that she will tilt uh, the scales as it pertains to Roe v. Wade. And from my opinion, that's that is a good thing. From the left, is, it's not, and that she will use her Catholic faith in terms to, to interpret the law. And she, that to me, and I'm not a judge, I don't know how you cannot. Uh, lean on your faith as you look at the law, especially the fact that our laws did come from from uh, the Christian faith and from the Bible, and so that the uh, you kind of can look to both of them for further the interpretation. But. She is going to get um, attacked. It's already happening. They've also looked at organizations that her that she is a part of. That Bill Maher said, you know, that she's in part of an organization that is has some Pentecostal associations with it. And I have actually, you know, become familiar with some uh, you know more of a Pentecostal type denomination, and have been you know uh, exposed to things that I'd, I didn't understand at the, at the beginning. And and one of them is speaking in tongues and you know the organization that particip- that she's a, that part of, you know, has some language around speaking in tongues. And it is not what uh, people think of when they think about maybe some of the faith healers and they're just standing on stage, you know, speaking in tongues is something that's supposed to be done in private. It's a private prayer language only between you and God that you may not even understand but God understands it. So it it is not extreme. It's not crazy. There's a lot of people that participate speaking in tongues and some of the other things that are uh, mentioned So, but they're going to attack her. Uh, They're going to attack, you know, I I hope they leave her family out of it. But, uh, you know, I'm sure they're going to figure out a way to, to claim that she is racist, despite the fact that she has adopted two children from Haiti, and we can never put it past the left and what they're going to do. So it's going to be interesting to watch over the next two weeks. I think that I haven't given a date on when the confirmation hearing is going to start, but it is going to start, you know, and then we've had the whole debate, and I've switched to about whether it's right to confirm a justice in an election year and the fact that Obama made a nomination but at the time, you know, he did not have the control of the Senate. His party didn't, so it didn't go anywhere. President Trump does have, does have that advantage. He can make a nomination, and apparently we do have the votes. So let's p- uh, pray that Miss um, Barrett gets confirmed quickly and painlessly, that she's not um, dragged through the muck and mire of the leftist party as they attack her. She seems to be a very intelligent woman and— I believe that she'll be able to handle her herself uh, quite well but you know you look at her children, her husband, her family, they don't need to be exposed to that as well. So keep praying for her. We will see. We will be updating. Tuesday is the first elect, first debate, so let's see what that brings out. And as I've continued to promise, I am going to keep playing until the election, uh, the clips of what uh, Joe Biden um, believes about the Second Amendment. Who in God's name needs a weapon that can handle a hundred rounds? For God's sake. I think we have to, in fact, have universal background checks, eliminate assault weapons as uh, being illegal to be sold or owned in the United States, as well as uh, limiting the number of bullets that can be in a in a clip to 10. vividness, the tragedy that results from the wide and easy availability of guns with firepower that overwhelms our police of weapons that have, in my view, no place in hunting or sport, and whose only function, only real function, is to kill human beings uh, at a ferocious pace. Was the assault weapons ban effective? It was effective in the sense that there were fewer mass shootings that occurred, so I think it reduced anxiety considerably. To gun owners out there who say, well, a Biden administration means they're going to come for my guns. Bingo. You're right if you have an assault weapon. The fact of the matter is they should be illegal, period. Well, again, there's his own words about what his intentions are as it pertains to our guns, if he's going to get elected. So continue, get out to vote, register, spread the word. We have got to make sure that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not put into the White House. And that's it for this week. If you like this podcast, click um, subscribe, rate it five stars. I'll put my contact information in the show notes if you want to get in touch with me and I will look to talk to you next week where we'll probably be updating on what what happened in the debates and maybe what's going on with the not the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett. Take care.